InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Millions of Americans send and receive personal checks, business checks, tax refunds, and more via the U.S. mail. Yet most are unaware of a nationwide surge in check fraud schemes targeting the U.S. mail. David Maimon is the professor of criminal justice and criminology at Georgia State University. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. How big a problem is mail-related check fraud? Can you estimate the annual check financial losses? Yeah, I mean, we know that depending on the month, losses from stolen checks may vary between 15 to $50 million per month. Wow. Now, most people think of the U.S. mail as relatively safe, but your research tells a different story, doesn't it? Unfortunately, it does. What we've been studying during the last two years or so is really the increase in the volume of stolen mail in our society. When we first started working on this issue, we weren't really expecting to find what we are finding. And quite quickly, we realized that we are looking at a very sophisticated supply chain, very elaborate scam. And essentially what we're seeing is that organized crime groups are targeting mail carriers, stealing the arrow keys from them. Then they go and open USPS mailboxes using USPS uniforms that they're able to steal and buy and simply empty those mailboxes. Imagine what those mailboxes have in them, right? That includes our checks that we send to pay bills, IRS letters, IRS checks, debit cards, credit cards, DNA samples, mailing ballots. All those envelopes, unfortunately, end up at uh, criminal hotel rooms where they sort through the mail and simply look for the checks to work with and sponsor the criminal operation. So... That was something we haven't really expected when we started working on this issue. And unfortunately, two years into the research, we came to the conclusion that, at the moment at least, it's still not very safe to use the USPS blue boxes, the collection boxes, to send your mail. It's also not very safe to use your residential mailbox to send mail. We see more and more criminals targeting those residential mailboxes to either steal mail the mail carriers left there or mail that the homeowner left there in order to be sent through USPS. And this is something really recent that we've discovered. We are seeing folks targeting USPS PO boxes as well, which to me is mind-boggling. So at this point, I'm not sure how safe sending mail through those means is. Now, maybe you can leave your mail with the clerk in the post office, but other than that, I'm not sure it's safe for you to leave your mail on those boxes I just mentioned. You've certainly outlined the severity of the situation. Can you explain when a criminal gets a hold of checks that are made out to other parties or whatever, how do they profit from that? What do they have to do to make that worth the trouble that they went to to steal the check? At this point, we are talking about a very sophisticated supply chain, which unfortunately have evolved around that stolen check. So at the beginning of this, and we're talking about two years ago, what we were finding was criminals washing the checks, meaning once they stole the checks, they tried to find a way to remove the content from the check. And so what they did was they soaked the check in 
nail polish removal or, or other type of chemical which allow them to simply remove the content from the checks and then add the content that they wanted. And then they used to go to a retail shop or a bag and simply cash the check. With time, things have evolved. And so what we are seeing now is essentially folks stealing the checks and then taking the information from the check, scanning the signatures from the check, and then use Photoshop to simply cook, this is the jargon they use, or in our term, print new checks that they can use to uh, either steal money from the legitimate owner of the account, bank account, or start using the identity on the check to manufacture fake driver licenses, sometimes try to steal the identity and establish credit lines or ask for loan on behalf of the victim. So the criminals are able to use the information on the check to engage in so many types of fraud. We're talking with Professor David Maimon, who is Professor of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Georgia State University. And we're talking about check fraud and U.S. mail theft so you explained how the victim's checks get washed and how they can use computer imaging software to create basically new checks. What recourse is there for the victim? Can they go to the bank and say, I was defrauded? Can they get their money back? Or is that even possible? It is possible. And more and more banks will definitely reimburse the client for the stolen money. In some incidents, though, and we hear from many victims, businesses, individuals. It'll be a while for the bank to reimburse the victim. I'm familiar with several bank customers who fell victim to this crime and got their money six or seven months after the money was stolen from their account. And that was very difficult for those customers. But to tell the truth, I'm less concerned right now with the stolen money because the banks, most of the time, most often, they will reimburse customers. The problem begins, though, with the stolen identity, with the fact that in addition to stealing money, the criminals now have the victim's identities. And those identities are worth a lot nowadays because with identities, you can do a lot. You can open new bank accounts. You can ask for loans. You can establish new credit lines. And so the problem that I'm seeing right now in the ecosystem focuses less on the stolen money, even though it's a major issue, but more of the afterfact, what happened after the bank reimbursed you for the stolen money. And that is a big issue. So if your check have been stolen, you need to immediately put a freeze on all your credit because that will prevent the criminals from using your identity that is the most important thing to do. Another very important thing folks need to do if their check has been stolen is simply ask the bank to change your account number. What we see more and more is that once the criminal use your check to steal money from your account once, if you're not changing your account number, they will charge your account more and more and more. And at some point, the bank will recommend to change your account number. If you will not do that, I don't think the banks will reimburse you for the stolen money in the future. In terms of the keys for the blue box, the mailboxes, one key doesn't unlock the whole system, right? Well, unfortunately, one key does open 
many mailboxes. In fact, we are seeing those arrow keys being offered for sale on the platforms we oversee. Depending on the number of collection boxes those keys may open, as well as the zip code and the city, prices can start at $1,000 and get up to $7,000. I can tell you that a few months ago, we were able to track an arrow key which was claimed by the criminal to open 600 mailboxes in the Queens area. Of course, this issue is not only a New York issue. I mean, we see mail theft ramping across the country. And so arrow keys for many, many locations around the United States, unfortunately. So a good solution for the average consumer is to go paperless. That is what I tried to do. Before we started studying this, I actually use checks and I send checks to pay my bills. Now I do my best to reduce the volume of checks I'm sending through USPS. If I need to send a check through USPS, I simply go inside the post office and give the mail to the clerk. That is the best approach. David Maimon, professor of criminal justice and criminology at Georgia State University. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.